Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? And this week, we're not going to go with the hot dogs again. Um, come on. Thanksgiving just happened. You gave you some nice bread, some mayo, fresh cracked pepper, sharp cheddar cheese. Throw some of that turkey on there. You know, there's no stuffing left. We all ate all that. There's no gravy left. We ate all that, too. The it's potatoes always, were gone the next day. always those things. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey's what's left. You're probably down to the last of the breast meat at this point, because if you're like me, the thigh meat and all that stuff was the first thing you ate from the leftovers. Anyway, welcome to Half to Disney's podcast. I'm Maddie Fax, joined today by Brian the Professor and Pepe La Pedusea, the great skunk hunter. Um... Scotty Stats is off, no joke, in Germany. So he could not make it for the podcast today, understandably, as he is, eh, well, a few thousand miles away. We could have made it work, but with the time difference and everything, that would have really sucked. I mean, technically, it is <laughs> 1130 at night there, so not really going to happen. Um, We do want to discuss, because... Unfortunate for the professor here, who was a big Broncos fan, uh, saw just some really terrifying Ooh. facts when it comes to Russell Wilson's contract this week. Uh, specifically, if they actually wanted to get rid of him, the dead money hit Oof. that would hit that would occur to the uh, the cap cost you a fortune to get rid of. For him. example, if you dropped him after the season in the twenty twenty three NFL year, or traded him for that matter, either one. There would be a $107 million dead cap hit. Yep. I don't even know what the total cap hit you have for a year is. I, it, I, it can't be I much should, more than that. that <laughs> Basically, you'd be, the whole thing would be your quarterback that would no longer be on your team. Yep. Well, the good news is he's still in his 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, by the way, that's celebrating his like seventh, 29th birthday, I think. Yeah. I believe it worth the way it works. That dead cap it each year you would still have. Like just because you absorbed one doesn't mean the other ones disappear. Nope. Nope. Each year you'd have <coughs> the next year be 85 million, followed by 49 million, followed by 31 God. million. Really, it doesn't become affordable to cut him until 2027 <laughs> when it goes down to 13 million. Uh, but it's okay because his contract is only it was only a five-year extension worth $242 million, which, hold on while I do the basic math, carry the two. He's got eight touchdowns, uh, $30 million per touchdown so far this season. And at this pace, he'll get two more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's like you know, $28 million a touchdown. Yeah. It is so weird because at the beginning of the season, we're thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. This is like MVP rush. Yeah. You're getting like, this is a playoff. Yeah. Your defense, oh, oh, those wide I was receivers. Psyched. I was so psyched. The running game you had last year. Yeah. I, I like having him. I didn't like the picks they traded away. I was okay with how much they were going to spend. I was totally okay with that. The picks now are going to fucking kill us. Yep, because they took uh, a starting lineman that they got. They got uh, a cornerback fifth rounder who, his name is escaping me, but he's already looking like he is going to be fighting against Sauce Gardner yep. for who the top cornerback from this class was. Yep. Um, really. Lost a tight end. Yeah, you got Noah Fant giving yep. up also there. Um, a, a, a practice squad quarterback in Drew Locke. Um, I was okay with that one. So, yeah, <laughs> this is starting to look like – now, granted, Herschel Walker had some good years with the Vikings, but this is starting to look like a Herschel Walker trade, like yeah. a modern-day one. Yep. Um, but 
I'm not here just to bash on the Broncos because when I saw this, I was like, well, what are some other contracts that uh, it could be due to injury, uh, perhaps not necessarily against the player itself, but whether or not the position it's an overpayment for, yep. uh, or just a player who you're like, how the fuck did he get that? Yeah. And a lot of them, it's like, you know, oh, we, we, we want this player. He's been performing pretty well. We want to make sure we can keep him. And then you pick up someone in free agency who outplays them. Well, yeah, because, like, for example, someone who you want, who's been playing very well, you want to keep. Justin Simmons for the Broncos. Pro Bowl safety, uh, been an all-pro second team in 2019 and 2021. He's got a four-year contract, $61 million, $35 million guaranteed. Uh, he had to go on IR for a little while this season because of a thigh injury, but he's still a very good safety. Yep. So that's the type of player that you want to keep around. Um, which all these guys are when they get these massive contracts, with the exception of sometimes in free agency, which brings us to our first one to bring up. And I'm not saying Christian Kirk has had a bad season. I think a, a, a better season than, well, uh, not than we expected. The Jags are a weird team. They are a very <laughs> weird team. You never know what you're going to go. They're a young team, young quarterback. But he had never had a 1,000-yard season and got a four-year $72 million contract with $37 million guaranteed. Now, he's in the first year of the contract. He is performing pretty well thus far. But it's one of those things where, like, is this worth it? Yep. I mean, he's certainly averaging better than $32 million a touchdown. So, well, <laughs> I mean, granted that Wilson isn't the bar we should be equating all these players to. I mean, you're right there. But so far, he's got uh, 56 catches, 725 yards, seven touchdowns. Um He's 160 yards shy of, I'm sorry, 260 yards shy of the most yards he's ever yeah, had in a season. And that's not bad. So, and he is a younger-ish wide receiver. His four yeah. years. I know everyone these days expects wide receivers to step into the league and be excellent because that's what Justin Jefferson does or did. That's what Jamar Chase did. It's still not true for most of these yeah. guys. You still got about a two to three year learning curve for a lot of these rookies that weren't top end draft picks. Do you think the fact that Chase played with Burrow at LSU was sort of like a conduit into like we can just pick up where we left? Oh, up? it augmented it a lot because yeah. they already had a he already had a feeling for how Jamar Chase kind of reads. Right. Granted, it's more complex in the in the NFL for reading defense things of that sort. But I uh, knowing how the, someone already will kind of look at things and how well they read some things, I, I think I think has an automatic benefit for them. Yeah, you look at a lot of like you know Pro Bowl, possibly future Hall of Fame receivers that go to a new team. And there's a four to six game adjustment period. Whereas if you have played with that QB before, even in college, it's not going to be as long. Yeah. Yeah. Devontae Adams kind of went against the rule <coughs> with that. Almost all wide receivers that change teams have a dip in their, uh, their receptions and yardage, but he played with Carr before at Fresno State. Yeah. So it seemed to benefit him. So just kind of piggybacking off that real quick, just to see what you guys think. When uh, Odell Beckham Jr. picks a team, do you think? it's just going to be such a short window of time for him to have an impact, or do you think he will make an impact wherever he ends up? I think he needs to hurry up and sign, number one, because they're going to have to take a look at his knee. Uh, so he needs to find out if he's going to pass a physical. Yeah. Um, but that knee also is an issue in the fact that you can't really push him too hard once you do get him. Oh, no. Like maybe 12 uh, plays. Maybe 12 a yeah. game. You know? Yeah, like he's going to have to slowly ramp up for the playoffs. He has to go to a team that is that is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. To have the kind of impact that he wants to have and for the kind of money that he's going to want to get. Right. I don't think he's signing a multi-year contract, to be quite honest. No. I think the Cowboys would be dumb enough to sign a two-year oh, deal. Yeah. Jerry's drool. Nobody else would. 
Jerry is never afraid of spending money. I, I will nope. say that. Nope. Uh, to kind of piggyback onto the Christian Kirk, we'll do a contract that was very similar in length and uh, amount total, just to kind of give you the idea of how bad some of these can go. Kenny Galladay, uh, before last season, so the 2021 season, signed a also four-year $72 million contract, this time with three extra guaranteed, so up to $40 million. And he was probably He'd had a 1,000-yard season. season. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, he had 65 catches, 1,190 yards, 11 touchdowns. In 2020, he had some injury issues, missed 10 games, only ended up with 20 catches, 338 yards, and two touchdowns. In 2021, he missed three games and still only ended up with 37 catches, 521 yards, zero touchdowns. This year, he's missed four games. You guys have a guess on how many catches, how many yards he has? Watching most of the Giants games, I'm going to go with five catches. Close. Four? Four catches. Oh. 51 yards. Now, admittedly, new coaching staff. Yep. So yep. they're not beholden to this guy that got the big contract. Yeah, not like the Lions were. Yeah. No, no they, they also, that's a, it's a competent coaching staff. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, it is. I'm not, I'm not talking trash on the coaching staff. Like, this is more an indictment of Kenny Galladay. Like, he's been a healthy scratch some this year. You are getting paid like a pro bowler. Yeah. And he's on a team that all they need is someone that can fucking catch the ball. They need wide receivers. Like just, just be old fucking Kenny. You know, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. I, I don't know if the injuries have sapped him or what's going on. And it could be like, you know, you don't want to risk not playing if you do have a nagging injury. If you can hide it, would you sure. admit you have it? For the team, you should. But as a person, ah, that's tough, you know? It's a good point. Like, you want to be on the field. You want to be competitive. You want to play as many downs as possible. Maybe he's still hurt, and it's really holding him back. Maybe he is, but if he is, he's got a very bad injury that he's yeah. that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, because, like, even in, in Detroit, like, he wasn't one of those guys who was going to go out there and get 10 catches in a game. This is a downfield, contested catch, Yep. big, strong, wide receiver. Yep. I, when he catches, he's fun to watch. But there, I mean, in some ways, the question does come like, is it somewhat because Daniel Jones doesn't like to throw those types of contested catches? He already throws enough interceptions before this season, as it is. <laughs> so maybe now he's just so against not throwing to a guy that's wide open. Yeah, he's not going to take the chances for the types of catches that Kenny Galladay could make. And he's that kind of receiver where you give him a fifty-yard sprint, you air out that ball, and he'll get to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good point too. So I, I'm just—it's kind of an interesting idea to look at because then you have uh, Michael Thomas signed a, a five-year contract extension worth $96 million in uh, July of 2019. Now in the 2019 season, he had 149 catches, 1,725 yards receiving and nine touchdowns. Amazing year. The as next as year, Drew Brees is throwing you the ball. Yeah, the next year, <laughs> some injuries occurred in 2020. He was held and he was down to 40 catches for 438 yards, no touchdowns. Last year, he didn't play. This year, before he got hurt and put on IR, Again. 16 yeah. catches, 171 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, this is all injury-related, yeah. as far as yeah. I know. As I, I don't, I've not heard anything or found anything online that said that he's trying not to play. Um, but this is the risk with an NFL contract. This is why these guys... That's why the teams don't like the idea of fully guaranteed contracts. I yep. know it's the way it is in baseball and in basketball, but with the risk for injury, the, the, the teams are very risk-averse when it comes to how much they're going to play. And injuries are a constant risk. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And if you're going to have a fully guaranteed, there's going to be a lot of things there for voiding said contract. Yep. Um, so this one, I, I blame on injury. I don't really... I'd like to see him come back next year fully healthy, whether it's going to make a difference in the Saints or not. I'm I don't sure know. Andy Dalton would appreciate oh, oh, yeah. something. Yeah. And I'm sure that uh, Chris Olave would appreciate someone to pull a little coverage off of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the question, though, at this point is how much of that old Michael Thomas is there if you're having these many injuries? Yep. It's all lower leg injuries. like It's all foot, ankle type stuff. Like, Is your body too beat up at this point in your career? And is he is he doing the PT he should be doing every single day? Also a very good question. Some players are great about it, and some are really lazy. I do believe it's one reason why Andrew Luck retired is because he was so tired of the grind yeah. of getting back from those injuries. Yeah. So. Well, most of those aren't his fault. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I couldn't rat off the numbers, but, I mean, statistically, I mean, he played behind a terrible O-line. He... If, oh, yeah. if he wasn't the most sacked quarterback in the league, he was in the top handful every year of his career, and he still put out. Yeah, so. he, he had an AO line, an almost offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he even talked about when he retired early about the grind of recovery yeah. from these injuries. So there's a chance and, and that, that was Michael it. Thomas yeah. is dealing with that also. Yeah. Like I'm not going to try to accuse him of not actually putting attempts in for heal, for healing properly, but it's possible. Uh, the next one I want to talk about. And it's nothing against the player um, and his production. It's more about the allocation of resources. I'm glad Ezekiel Elliott got a big contract. He earned a big contract. He earned that contract, yeah. And Um, and like you said before, they don't mind giving money to people. (laughs) No, Jerry will will pay to keep his stars. The question becomes, however, in this day and age, whether or not it's worth paying one running back that much. Because he signed a six-year, $90 million contract with $50 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money to the running back position. When now, Pollard is as kicking say, ass. Now, Pollard back is in the playing 80s, about just as well. Yeah, back in the 80s, early 90s, this was not an uncommon thing to get the, the star running back a big contract. But the game has changed. Yeah, that was back in the day when every team had one running back. Yeah, the platoon style of doing, like, the Derrick Henrys of the world are very rare to say the least, that yep. you go out there and actually uh, be worth the amount of money. And Zeke has had, uh, again, I'm not talking trash. He had a couple of injuries that held, uh, that held him back a little bit. But in 2018, he had 1,434 rushing yards. In 2019, he had 1,357 rushing yards. Uh, injuries in 2020 played him a little bit, down to 979 yards rushing. Had another 1,000-yard season last year with 10 touchdowns. He's at 577 and seven touchdowns this season. Which is fine. It, it, he is a good running back. He's not getting the ball as much because he's splitting time with Tony Pollard. Yep. Who was also electric and dynamic. And kind of the argument for why you shouldn't sign anyone to this big contract because you can draft someone. Yep. Younger, faster, fresher legs. And they drafted him as the backup in case for Zeke. Yes. And now. Good thing. And it, again, this is nothing against Zeke because he's still an effective running back for the Cowboys. But Pollard is dynamic when he gets the ball oh statistically they're they're basically neck and neck yeah Yeah. so it's more a question of like i i don't know i kind of feel like i mean go wrong the cowboys have a great team this year they're playing awesome but like wouldn't some of this money be better spent on a few more experienced wide receivers at this point instead of hoping for odell beckham to pick them yeah like 
again, it's just allocation of resources. And this is more of a, I guess it's more of a question on the whether or not it's a good thing to put this kind of money into your running backs because, like, Christian McCaffrey just got traded to the 49ers. What, $64 million? Four years, $64 million contract. Uh, this is a guy who, this is the first season, well, thus far in this season, <laughs> would be the first season in the, including this year and the previous two years, that he did, if he doesn't miss a game to injury, it'd be a shock. Because yep. he missed a lot the last two years. Been on the IR twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's not just the cost for signing him, because, like, the, the, the Panthers have to eat part of that. But... The cost of the 49ers of a second, a third, and a fourth just in the upcoming draft. Like, they traded their draft, basically, for them. Yeah, and they have a good team that isn't yep. really old. Yep. So not a bad idea, but a risky one. Yep. It is, because it is a risky one as far as that player in particular goes. Um, but it also should be pointed out that the rest of their... <laughs> this is sad. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. But Elijah Mitchell, who has been performs very well when he's on the field... He got another knee injury this week because he's got another six to eight weeks. Yeah. He already had a six to eight week knee injury this season. So getting a player like Christian McCaffrey, because they apparently do not like their backups <laughs> and they traded away Jeff Wilson. Yeah. So. Well, Potter would be on the table. <laughs> this is the last year of his contracts. Oh, he's not and getting away. Over yet. the last four years, he they'll, only made just over three million. They'll find a way to cut Zeke before they lose Tony Pollard. Like. Because they're going to have to pay Zeke for two more years. Do you, well, he, will, will Zeke restructure his deal so they can afford a $50 million guaranteed contract for Pollard? For what should have been his backup? You know, I don't know. That's tough. But at the same time, Pollard can kind of pick and choose what team he wants to play for, which is a nice spot to be in. Now, they could they could hit him with the uh, Got a franchise, the franchise yeah. tag. That carries a little bit of risk, though, because then you got to pay him, I believe, the average of the top five players at that position. I'd have to do a deep dive into who the highest paid players are, but um, Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel yeah. Elliott jump into my mind. Yeah. And I'm sure Derrick Henry's up there, too. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's franchised. He has to be. Oh, yeah. They don't want to risk letting that guy go. No, yeah. not at all. So like, <coughs> that's, again, allocation of resources. Again, I'm not questioning the value of Zeke. I'm not questioning it when he signed that contract. Um, more just whether or not you should pay a running back that much. Yeah. Speaking of guaranteed contracts, Deshaun Watson. Fully guaranteed. Five years, $230 million, signed this past offseason after being traded from the Texans to the Browns. I believe three first-round draft picks and a couple others also. Um. They didn't get much, but they well not yet. Yeah. Those picks start kicking in this yeah. year, I believe. And the Texans, if they do this wisely, will have a much better team three years from now. Which they're not known for. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just waiting for a Bill O'Brien move like they had so often. The, the Osweiler signing. Yeah, oh. well the Osweiler oh. signing. Or uh, trading DeAndre Hopkins oh. for David Johnson on a second round pick, like well, Hopkins really wanted out too, so that you got to you got to take that into account. True, um, and then the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, they they basically had him on their team for a year where they weren't playing him, but he gets traded to the Browns. The Browns automatically say, "Well, we did our due diligence," even though then more accusers came forward. Um, 
and here's a five-year, $230 million guaranteed contract. Now, because of the way the contract was written, not a big hit for him this season. Um, he only is missing out on <laughs> 5.69 million of it this year because of the suspension. Yeah, that's why. But that's because of the way the contract is structured. Um, because they figured he'd be suspended at a minimum about 10 games this season. Yep. Um, who, who knew who would be off suspension the one week that Cleveland travels to Houston to play the Texans? It's weird. It's, it's like the NFL <laughs> likes to set up a storyline. Um. <laughs> But here's my question. Can he get more touchdowns in the next few weeks than Russell Wilson already has in the season? Because before the season... Combined passing and rushing or just passing? Ooh. If it's combined, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, eight? Come on. No, before the season... Eight and six games, no problem. Before the season, though, if you'd ask me which one of these is a riskier contract... Oh, God, it'd be the... To give, I'd say Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, hands down. One stupid mistake outside of... Yep. Outside of the stadium again, and he is done. Yep, he's done for, yeah. So here's my question. You can take all the first-team reps in the world, but I looked. It, it'll have been over 700 days since he actually played in an NFL game. It's a long time. Do you time. guys think there's going to be rust that he's going to have to shake off? Absolutely. Gonna... Okay. Now, this is going to suck what I'm about to say for the Texans. I think... If anything, he's going to get through this week okay, just because he'll be so amped up. And then next week, everyone's going to be like, <laughs> hold up. This motherfucker hasn't played in two years and put the clamps down on him. But the the Texans don't have enough talent. And the Browns, listen, Texas can't stop the run. Well, I know what they can do to set up Sean Watson's success well, considering they have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick yeah, Chubb. yeah the, the Browns are frisky. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Yep. Like, they don't have to do much to set him up for success in this game. Not against the Texans. No. Nope. Like, after this, like, when he has to play some of those AFC North teams, when he goes against the Ravens, when he goes against the, the Bengals, like, Different that's where the class yeah. are going to come down a lot harder, I think. Um, but it's still crazy with the amount of legal troubles that were hanging over his head. Well, there's – so the one – so it's guaranteed contract money – but if he does get kicked out of the NFL, it's a different deal. There, There is something so, written in so there. So there is, like, kind of an insurance policy. I'm pretty sure it would still have some sort of dead salary. Oh, yeah, they still have to – oh, they still pay him something. Like, they'd be – But, yeah. If anything happens, they are yeah. wrecked financially for the next few seasons. And I hate to say this, but it's the Browns who have never made a smart quarterback decision in my lifetime. When did they draft Bernie Kosar? <laughs> now, that's, that's that that was their last good quarterback. I know, you know? I know but when was it? Because technically we may have been alive when 84? that happened. That's true. They did draft him. 84. Yeah. Something no. I think Hold it was on. that early. Uh, the 1985. 85. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? No. That can't be right. Yeah. 1985? Oh, he was a backup forever. He was like the newer... Test, I thought he was, I figured he would have been like 1982. No, he just hung around that long. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their swings and misses, just since they came back, I mean, I mean Tim Couch, oh all the way through to uh, to Sean Kaiser to like uh, every Notre Dame quarterback, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Football, like oh. uh, Brandon Whedon. Yeah, yeah. Whedon. Yeah, yeah. They have swung and missed 
so many times. So many first round early picks. Oh, mm. man. Like, so for them, I hope it works out. But I don't see it happening. It's the I mean, Browns. It's Deshaun Watson. I tell you what. I, I know that he's going to have fans in Cleveland that support him. I don't know what the NFL will do to cover the sound of some of the chants that will be happening in games that are going to be on live TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're going to be loud and very clearly audible. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of very ugly things yep. said in his direction. I can see, maybe not this year because no one was certain, but next year, if he's still the starter in Cleveland, entire he's going to have to be entire nonprofit groups buying up massive amounts of seats just to protest. I can see it happening. Not that a bad waste of money. Crazy, just have a gigantic section of the stadium that's yep. empty. Yep. Or they just show up, put down signs, and fucking leave. You know. That would be one hell of a statement to make. Yep. Or if they show up and it, don't say a peep, and it's the quietest fucking stadium ever. Right. Like the section of massage tables. Yep. Oh, I already think like like oh no like fucking tailgate parties. Yeah. They're gonna do Bill style, break a bunch of massage tables. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Bill's mafia would probably donate towards that idea. They definitely would. <laughs> yeah. Do you know they gave Detroit like twenty grand for like a nonprofit? Like, thanks for hosting us. That was awesome. Fucking Bills. Yeah, so man. fucking they cool. They do a great job of that stuff. Um, Carson Wentz, another quarterback making a lot of money. You know, he, when he signed this contract, it seemed like a pretty good deal because he was coming oh. off some good seasons. Yeah, good seasons. He was clearly the starter. Yeah. Four years, $128 million with 66 guaranteed. Um, not worth it very much when you see how he's playing right now. Still more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson. This yep. <clears throat> By like six, I think. Yeah. He hasn't played in five or six weeks. <laughs> that is just a sad. So it's not a bad one, but when you spend, you know, 128 million, and you don't end up needing him, like, ooh, yeah. again, hindsight's 2020. 20, but like when you think he's the guy, and then Heineke's like, I can do this, you know. I I would be lying if I said I wasn't low key enjoying Heineke do well though. <laughs> Fucking went to it's a small ass school. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You always want to hear those stories, too. I yeah. love that shit. Unless it's Tom Brady. Fuck that guy. Well, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> it is interesting, though. Like, the quarterbacks are getting much more of the guaranteed. Kirk Cousins just signed another. I mean, he signed, He was the first one to sign a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. For like $78 million. He just signed another one-year extension, $35 million for fully guaranteed. For a year. That guy has made over $200 million in his contract, yeah. in, his, in his career, as a fourth-round draft pick, who is kind of always looked at as, well... I mean, he can get you to the playoffs, and that's the end of the discussion. Yeah. Maybe this is the year. They don't Maybe. have to worry too much about Green Bay. Who knows, you know? I mean, and also not technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs quite yet. Yeah. I mean, only the Texans are mathematically yeah. eliminated. <laughs> and, I mean, like I, you, you have to mention the 10-year, $450 million contract Patrick Mahomes signed. Now, granted, the way these contracts are going, in four years, that might end up looking very reasonable. Yeah. And I cannot believe I said that. Yeah, you never about know. About that amount of money. But, like, bad things going to happen. COVID year uh, brought the salary cap down because of, there was a lack of revenue. The salary cap is based on revenue. Yeah. And yeah, should, they can't pay people what yeah, they don't make. Should yeah. anything close to that happen again? These teams with these guys with these massive contracts, it's part of the reason why the Bears were in salary cap hell was because of this. It becomes something that it can become an albatross. Oh yeah. Yep. 
Oh, which, good reference. I like that. Well, apparently at one point it was a sign of good luck until some dumbass sailor killed one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you're hungry, I guess you'll try anything. Um, go read a book or listen to some Iron Maiden. Either one will do. There you go. Uh, and the last thing I'd like to bring up is just David Njoku makes the fifth highest amount of money for tight ends. $54 million with 17 guaranteed. Don't get me wrong. He's a very athletic tight end. He's got what you would think would be some skills that would translate well, but David Njoku? Yeah. Like when I, I guess, let's see. Kelsey, obviously. Kittle. Kittle, obviously. Mark Andrews. Uh, uh, Waller. Yep. Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. Ertz. Uh, Hawkinson. Yeah. Fucking Cole Komet is putting up better numbers than him. For the Bears. Yeah, these are all people putting up better numbers than David and Joker. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> uh, Pat Fryermuth. Con- uh, the the Jets Conklin. Almost all, all of them better than him. I think you could flip a coin with Dawson Knox, too, and David and Joku about they're basically synonymous. I mean, I I think they're very similar. That's a well, good they are call. because they're both very athletic. Yeah, players. that's a good yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're both Dawson Knox is underutilized because he doesn't have to be. Yeah, they fucking need Njoku to fucking step up. Well, here's what's know? crazy though: <laughs> those are his numbers this year with a quarterback thus far in Jacoby Brissett, who has huh? historically yeah. thrown the ball to the tight, the tight end. ends. Yeah. Um, Once you get a good running Sean game, Watson doesn't like not tight historically ends. thrown to the tight end. He likes he, to go deep. Yep. Now, granted. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Will Fuller. But he has Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones and yeah, some other good yeah. tight, or wide receivers there. David Bell, a young guy. Yeah, out of I don't see his numbers improving with Watson. No, yeah. I don't either. Like, It's kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I don't know if you're going to ever really reach the value that you got signed to. And, like, I mean, that same thing. I think it's a four-year deal. Again, like, tight ends are kind of going the way of running backs, where it's like tight end by committee. Most teams have... Four tight ends on their roster yeah. now. Well, number one, it helps you know? out if you get into the goal line because you've got a lot of guys that can block and also a lot of guys yep. that can go out to catch the ball yep. well. So it helps to with those like two to three yard plays that you need in that situation. And I don't watch a lot of Browns games. I've seen a lot of wide yes. open dropsies by Njoku. Well, yeah, he and that is not good, too. especially when it matters in the end zone. The other thing for tight ends is that they, as with defensive backs, they can be useful for special teams. Yeah, they be yep. blocking yep. things of that sort. So. <clears throat> having a few of them is never a bad thing. All right. Well, let me just see if there's any other. I mean, Taylor Lewin, I'd like to bring up as being maybe one that wasn't quite worth it, but injuries have been what, what was I say? He, he was he, a three-time he, pro bowler before these injuries started. And then it's like, yeah, that, you well, can't no, control that. He, he's good. He just can't stay on the field. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. played two games this season or played two games this season, but he signed a five-year extension worth $80 million. Hey, didn't stop the Panthers from fucking <clears throat> – no. McCaffrey, Titans. no, no. Oh yeah, McCaffrey. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Niners, like, yeah, we'll pick that up, no problem. You know, right? I don't know how the Niners like. Is are they just putting these these things on on credit card like the Rams? It felt like we're signing everybody. Now they're screwed. They got a Super Bowl they, out of it. They though. found a lot of gold underneath the old candlestick park. <laughs> I don't know. You know? <laughs> nice, nice reference. All right, well, fun little discussion, guys. Like, I, and you know what? Going into this offseason, I'm sure we'll have some more because the Bears have like $120 million in contra- and, uh, cap space going into the next offseason. So I'm sure some – God, I hope they don't sign any dumb contracts. We'll see. Well, will see. It's the Bears. They usually fuck up. Well, let's make some more fun of the NFL. Oh, yeah? One of our favorite things is when they flex a good game. Oh. 
especially like a Sunday night game or like, come on, these teams playing. Which, by the way, your, uh, your Broncos just lost a son- the next Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. And I'm perfectly okay yeah, with that. We're all good okay. call. <laughs> you know, uh, I believe that is switching to this is uh, week 14, not the week we're going to be discussing. The Dolphins and Chargers will now be the Sunday yeah, night game. Yeah, I want to watch that game. That, that yeah. game could be okay. Oh, wait, the Dolphins and 49ers would have been a good one this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's make a little fun of them here. I mean. And Dallas fans, we're not saying your team's bad. <laughs> but if you honestly think we should be watching them play the Colts on the Sunday night game, the marquee game, which on paper should be an ass whooping. Yep. Oh, especially at this point of the season. Yes. I mean, again, they build the schedule before we really know what teams are going to be. Maybe Matt Ryan was going to sweep in and just save the Colts. Mm. By week 13, you well, know I mean, that didn't if, fucking if, happen. If Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz can't do it, surely Matt Ryan <laughs> can. Get some mobility back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they had like the hover round little chairs, you know, more mobile, you know? <laughs> And then he'd be exactly as tall as Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyler, you are so short. But it's, uh, what, 12 days, 14 days? It has to be done 12 days ahead of time. 12 days ahead of time, they have to choose the flexing game. So a week and a half ago, a little over, they would have needed to decide to flex this game. Now, granted, there's, I mean, I, see, I understand we've seen a lot of Kansas City on Sunday nights, but Kansas City at Cincinnati. That could be good. Yeah. Miami, well, San another Francisco, one Kansas City, Cincinnati. Come on. Yeah, like there's some good games. Again, I mean, Washington Giants right now in the even, NFC East. Even Tennessee oh, Philly that game. Tennessee yeah. Philly really could be a compelling game. Especially because Tennessee has historically been that team that likes to fuck up good teams yeah. and yes. then go back to sleep for a couple of weeks. Like any of those would be great. Jets, like, Minnesota would be fun like, as shit. I'm just looking at the spread. I. I'd be shocked if Dallas didn't cover the spread. And it's nine and a half points. Oh, I think they cover the spread. I don't want them to. I hope there's some amazing game from the Colts, but no. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into our picks. Starting off tomorrow night, Buffalo travels to New England. Uh, you know, in the Tom Brady years, this is what would be easily called a house of horrors for the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, that is no more. Things have changed. With the exception of last year where the wind was so bad, the Bills or the, the Patriots <laughs> ran the ball all but two or three yeah, plays. Yeah, game, I think it was somehow three. won. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. But then Buffalo wrecked them later in the season and then absolutely destroyed them in the postseason, where I believe Josh Allen had 25 completions. It was five of them for touchdowns. It, it, their offense had a perfect game. The only time they didn't put points on the board was when they were in victory formation at the end of the game. In case you didn't know, Scott Hunter is a Bills fan, and that's why he knows that. (laughs) But still good information to have. Um, The fact that Buffalo is only five-and-a-half-point favorites, I think, has more to do with the injuries on the defensive side than anything else. Von Miller right now is out due to a knee injury. Their entire secondary has been plagued by injury. Um, And Bill Belichick, well, I don't see any way he slows down the Buffalo offense. Um, And he's not not an offensive coordinator, and – so his offensive co-coordinators, one is a defensive coordinator, one's a special teams coordinator. <laughs> don't ask me how he made that choice. I don't see how they cover a five-and-a-half-point spread. I, I think I've been 100% on my picks that I looked of teams who have lost to the Bears. Well, thanks. So, uh, yeah, Buffalo, hands down. Yeah. If New England couldn't beat fucking Chicago. Um, Justin Fields is amazing. <laughs> 
He was in that game. Yeah. 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 Roquan yeah. Smith was still on that <laughs> yeah. defense, too. Yeah. Had a sack, <laughs> interception. It's amazing what you could do when you have all pro talent on a team. <laughs> but, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Easily. I right. say 14. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, like a 24-10, 24-14 Buffalo. Yep. I can see that. Uh, which takes us into the Sunday games. Uh, starting off, Pittsburgh travels to Atlanta. The game nobody's going to watch. I mean, honestly, <laughs> and the, the thing is, it's such a weird game. Like, Atlanta is favored in this only by a point and a half. So even Vegas is like, we don't fucking know. Because like, yep. Atlanta is a weird team. They can run the ball effectively. They play some pretty good defense. Pittsburgh's had some issues. Najee Harris had an abdominal issue that caused him to come out of the game on Monday night. It has been said he doesn't have any serious issues. He might actually play this week. Okay, uh, okay, that sounds like it up. Jalen Warren, uh, his backup, apparently is good to go from a hamstring injury that had occurred. So they have that going. Uh, Pickett to Pickens is becoming a real thing. Uh, Friermuth. And you have T.J. Watt on the defensive side for Pittsburgh. So while there's some things that are a little risky about Pittsburgh, I still prefer picking them over a Marcus Mariota-led yeah, Atlanta Falcons there. team. Mariota has had like four really good games this season. None of them have been the last three games. Like he is in a slide. He really is. Yeah, I mean, I say Pittsburgh easy. Yeah, Like I, six. Yeah. And I, I know it's said once a week, but Mike Tomlin is still Mike Tomlin. And even the games they lose, they're in it. And I just... I would have more faith in the coaching and the the stars on Pittsburgh than I do on, yeah. on Atlanta. So. Well, listen, if there's anything we know about Atlanta's coaching so far this year, it's when they're down by three, they're going to run the ball and be consistent and conservative. And when they're down by 30, they're going to run the ball and be yeah. consistent and conservative. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, then to a team uh, or to two teams that just don't want to win this season. Green Bay travels to Chicago. Um, the big questions here now, Aaron Rodgers has already said, I'm playing. I'm playing. Like, so he has no interest in sitting this out after he had to leave the game Sunday night against the Eagles for a oblique injury? Was oblique. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. It's uh, the muscles on the, yeah. it, you have your abs in the center of the uh, lower torso. You got the obliques on the sides. So I hope you're paying attention to what side that's on. And I'm not saying I want to see him knocked out of the game. I just want to see Aaron Rodgers in some pain which I've gotten to see almost all season because he is very much in pain playing deep, playing football this year. But you never know because his face never changes. That's true also. Um, for Chicago, is Justin Fields playing? Left shoulder got hurt two weeks ago against Atlanta. Did he practice today? No, I, do, I did not see anything on it yet. Mm. Um, he is listed as questionable. I think he was limited. Like if he had a few reps, that's a good sign. Like if, if, had, if you have a few reps by Wednesday, that's usually a good yeah, sign. The question though is, their bye is next week, so will they just rest him uh, the bye weekend also? I hope not. That's a late bye. That sucks. Well, good for him, but... Six teams are on bye next week. None of them are in playoff contention. I wonder why. Maybe it's because all their fucking players are beat up. Why are you putting a bye week at week 14? And there's only two this week. Why would you do that? Exactly. Huh. Like, it's too late to have a bye. Like, those teams need to have that a little earlier in the season so yep. these players can get a rest. Unless there was two bye weeks and then the Super Bowl was... I know. I <laughs> NFL. We're going to go off on a tangent. Get your shit second. together. If you add a second bye weekend, it adds one week to the season. By doing so, the Super Bowl is the Sunday before President's Day. President's Day is a national holiday. Not everybody gets it, but enough do. Which means that the... The day of the year that the most people call in sick for, the day after the Super yep, Bowl, yep. will now be a vacation 
where you don't have a day lost to labor. The NFL would actually be doing the country a favor. They would, yep. And all of us. Well, yeah. not me. I don't get those holidays off, but that's my job. Most any normal working people that you could call in sick and it doesn't risk lives. Yes. <laughs> it's unfortunate that mine does go. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that like, you know, you, you call out sick at Target or Walmart, no one's dying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I should have had a job where people don't, are, aren't, their health isn't at risk when I call in. That'd yeah. be a great yeah. idea. Um, but do this, NFL. Perfect schedule. Number one, it helps the players. And it, you keep, they keep saying, it's all about the players' health. This would actually benefit the players. I don't understand why they haven't done it. And again, you are just going to increase the amount of joy people get from watching the Super Bowl because the majority of them will have the next day off and can really yep. enjoy those parties. There. And how many players get hurt, get put on the IR week like five or six? And they could come back right around playoff time. If they have one more week, because it always happens to these star players, too. Yep. One more week, come back for the playoffs. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Absolutely. You know? Every team could be stronger with two buys. I agree. All right. We're off our soapbox. We'll get back into the picks now. Um, I'm going I'm going Green Bay, sorry. All right. For me, it's down to does Justin Fields play. If Justin Fields doesn't play, we lose this game. It's not close. End of story. I don't think it matters if Fields plays or not. I think it's going to be close. Because Green Bay has not put up back-to-back -back decent offenses all we season long. We can't stop the run for shit. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to wreck shop on that young defense. Still, like even when Green Bay, when they run well, doesn't mean they're going to win or even make it competitive. Because they'll run to the goal line and then just get stacked to the goal line by even a mm -hmm. subpar defense and then fucking field goal, field goal, you know? Well, I will say this. <laughs> Oh my God. We have one <laughs> rookie linebacker that's been starting for us since Rokron Smith got traded. I have a feeling if he doesn't get hurt in this game, you're going to see Jack Sanborn make a lot of fucking tackles again. 15 tackles last week, 10 of them solo. Now, and granted, that's who you want to see hit fucking Rodgers. <laughs> yes, it is. Rookie out of Wisconsin. Now, he's from Illinois, but he played his college ball in Wisconsin. I'm sure he'd like to get a nice hit on a Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Quarterback. Absolutely. Fuck you not drafting me. Um, my heart <laughs> tells me Chicago. My head says if Justin Fields doesn't play, Green Bay will win this. But I, if, if Justin Fields plays, I give us a boxer's chance, puncher's chance. Yeah. I think regardless of if Justin Fields plays or doesn't, I think Chicago hangs in there. No Darnell Mooney out for the season. I still think they hang in there, and then Green Bay squeaks out a, a three or seven point win. Yeah, I think it'll be like a 13-10 game, yeah. which is like, uh all right. Uh, moving along. Jacksonville travels to Detroit. The 3-1 and one in the last month, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lost last week to the Bills. And they, uh, that was and, a good game. In a very amazing fashion. Those Thursday games, those Thanksgiving Day games were Oh, they were awesome. so good. All of them. Uh, Detroit, or J Detroit. Jacksonville coming off a pretty surprise win against the Ravens last yeah. minute. Yeah. Uh, took a Balls, Ravens. calls. Took a Ravens fumble within, within like the last four minutes. In that they gave Jacksonville automatic red zone stats yeah. uh, to make it happen. But you know what? Trevor Lawrence had one of those I've arrived type games. Like yeah. 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, he's starting to have a real rapport with like Zay Jones and some of his other, not just throwing it uh, to, to Christian Kirk. Uh, their defense still lacks a lot. Uh, luckily, they're going against another defense that lacks a lot. Yeah. 
I could see this being a very high-scoring game. I, I think it'll be one of the more fun games of the day. I really do. Yeah, I think uh, traveling to Detroit, playing inside in the Dome, Detroit's going to be comfortable. I think this could end up being another one of those like 38, 35 games. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pick Detroit because they're home. Uh, I'm right there with reason. you. Um, I'd say Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamal Williams continue their success they've had all season long. Jamal yep. Williams, as far as I know, is still leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. That's crazy. But, yeah, but the Detroit yeah, Lions. When, when Swift injured, got injured, it opened the, the door for yeah. Jamal Williams to have success. Yeah. So. Give me Detroit. I. They kind of like Pittsburgh. They are in every game. You can tell they're well coached. I that They could have very easily beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. I still, yeah, Jacksonville had an impressive win, but I, I'm going with Detroit maybe by four <clears> points. That's fair. Uh, the New York Jets, the Mike White-led offense of the New York Jets. The fuck travel, did that come from? Travel, like, uh, last year, he had a, a, his first game he ever started was like 400 yards passing and Do like you? four or five touchdowns. It, it was amazing. Any idea where he played college ball? Uh, is he the only one at Eastern Kentucky? Yeah, Eastern Kentucky, yeah. Uh, <laughs> traveled to Minnesota. Take on the Vikings, who got a... Huge win on Thursday night versus the Patriots. A primetime win for yes, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Well, I looked at this a little bit. Statistically, hasn't done necessarily bad in primetime, but his win-loss record is, is terrible. Is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is prime Kirk Cousins time of day. This is 1 o'clock. Yeah. I get to go to sleep at 5 like, oh, like, yeah. like, like my grandmammy makes me. Yep. You know, yep. Finish the game, have a little blue plate special. Yep. yep. Um, but... This Jets team matches up kind of nicely. Sauce Gardner at the corner to go against Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, that'll be I a can't fun wait matchup. to watch it. Be, oh, my God. I cannot wait to see some of that. Um, but you got the Jets. The rest of the Jets defense is good, too. The defensive line is solid. Uh, Minnesota's got a, a lot of nice pieces on uh, on defense as well. To me, the difference here is which running games are more effective. Now, last week, uh, Michael Carter? For the Carter, Jets got yeah, hurt, yeah. Uh, so some backups had to come in because they're still dealing with Brees Hall. One of them was an undraft or a seventh round pick that actually did quite well. Hold on, one second. I know which usually that late in a prime position is just Zonovan Knight. Knight, yeah, yeah. Zonovan Knight. Um, played His first name well. Zonovan. Yeah, with a Z. <laughs> um, played really well against the Bears, and you never know with those late round running backs like Isaiah Pacheco. For the, the Chiefs, who's leading yeah. the back of the house, yeah. another seventh-round draft pick. That's, again, this is why the allocation of resources of Zeke's contract. I'm not saying Zeke isn't a great running back. It's just, oh, my God, you can get running backs. It feels like so easily now. Yeah. Um, but those uh, he and Ty Johnson, Zonovan Knight and Ty Johnson, stepped in. Now, Ken, the Bears' defense has been bad. But if you can get running game production from them, then – can Minnesota offset that with Dalvin Cook and with Justin Jefferson? The Jets have some interesting pieces at uh, uh, a wide receiver also. Yeah. I think this could be a really, really fun game, too. I'm like This one could be not as high scoring as Jacksonville Detroit because these teams have better defenses, but this could just be a really fun game yeah. to watch. Like I could see this being like a 24-21, down-to-the-wire, fun fucking game. Yep. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, Regardless of who has the ball, like, can can Sauce fucking tamp down Jefferson? Yep. Can he do it, right? And if he can, that's going to make Minnesota rely more on the running game. Yep. 
And then can Dalvin Cook put up 120 yards against that fucking line? Absolutely. He can. Let's see if he doesn't, you know? I I say Minnesota ekes this one out. I'm actually picking the Jets in an upset here. Nice. I am as well. I think kind of counter to what you said, I think the Jets eke this out. I think they got a little spark from a new quarterback. And I'll mention this on Sunday as well, but I just real quick, I was watching something about Sauce Gardner, and they were uh, he went to college at Cincinnati, and they are interviewing the coach at Cincinnati, and uh, there was an injury for the corner that he went in to replace. And uh, the first play, Sauce Gardner had a deflection, and the second play, he had a pick six, and the coach was like, why are we not playing this game? <laughs> and then, like, since then, the rest was history. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Jets. They squeak it out. This is completely off topic of making the picks, but Chicago, Jacksonville, the Jets all have second-year quarterbacks. Jacksonville, a couple weeks ago, there was a question to uh, Trevor Lawrence about shortcomings to the offense of the game, and he started discussing mistakes he had made, how he had to improve. Justin Fields, a couple yeah, weeks ago, yeah. got asked about mistakes that have been made, and he actually apologized to the entire defense for letting them down that in the Atlanta game. makes a difference. And then you have Zach Wilson, who, against the Patriots, they get three points. They average less than three inches a play yeah, it was like in the second half inches of, play, of the yeah. game against the Patriots. And, like, do you think you owe the uh, – like, do you think you guys are responsible for this? Like, do you owe an apology to the defense? No. End of interview. The difference in leadership style and who are the quarterbacks that are having more success? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. I would say Mac Jones would have answered in a a very similar way to Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields to that question. And the guy that's just garbage. Well, see, the problem is that Zach Wilson hangs out with too many 45-year-old women. (laughs) And at their stage in life, they're like, I don't take shit from anyone. And he's just taking on that persona, you know? You might be right. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, taking the Jets. Sorry, just, I just saw Jacksonville, Chicago, and Jets. Yeah, three yeah. things. That's just like popped in my head remembering listening to those things. All right, so uh, Washington travels to the Giants. The NFC beast this year is unreal. And currently, if the season ended right now, all four of them yep. made the playoffs. Yep. At the beginning of the season, we thought the AFC West was the, yep. was the division. That, that could all four get it, yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes <laughs> I just feel stupid. <laughs> but the Commanders are 7-5. and five, Going to take on the Giants. So, I mean, Eagles 10-1, Cowboys 8-3, Giants 7-4, Commanders 7-5. Some of these, one of these, two of these teams have to be pretenders, right? Something's got to break. Yeah. Now, granted, all three of these teams do something that helps you win games. They play fucking defense. All three of them do. Washington's run defense has been outstanding. They might actually get Chase Young back this week. The Giants' defense has been outstanding. Kayvon Thibodeau and the rest of the guys on that defense are playing great. So now my question is, which one of these offenses can actually produce against these defenses? Saquon Barkley's had a renaissance to his career this year. Going up against a team that I think just gave up 26 yards of total rushing offense to the Texans. So granted, it's the, the Texans. Okay, they're still, bad. That's still good. Oh, that, that's, that, that's very yeah. impressive on an NFL level, yes. And the Giants coming off a loss last week to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are not good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sorry, like, any commies fans listening to us out there, but your team is not as good as the Cowboys. No. And I don't think I'm saying anything strange there i hate to agree with that but i agree with that yep yep uh so then this because this is another one and a half point spread like 
very rarely do you see one and a half points. It's so close. Multiple of them. It's so close to call. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Um, There's three one and a half point spread games this this week. Only because uh, Scotty Stats isn't here. I'm going with the Giants. By one. I'm going with (laughs) Washington. 20 to 19. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Washington... 20 to 14. Oh, six point win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, honestly, the biggest difference here is who has a wide receiver. <clears throat> and it's the commies. Yeah. Ter- Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, D- Jahan Dotson and uh, Curtis Samuel. They've got. If if the Giants had those what? wide receivers, how much better would that offense be right now? Oh, I mean, McLaurin and. Uh, um, he just fucking said his name. Samuel. Both really spotty. They're ne- and well, they're almost never very good spotty. at the same time. McLaurin very spotty because Wentz wasn't throwing him the ball. Uh, that's true, yeah. Heineke loves throwing yeah. the ball to him. <laughs> so, I, I guess he's he's not the guy that's going to get 10 catches. Oh, he the Giants five. would love to have either one of them. Oh, though. yeah. yeah. McLaurin could have five catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. So he's, just, <laughs> he's got that explosive nature to his game. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Washington in this game. Uh, Tennessee travels to Philadelphia. Tennessee has been playing every team they played for the last like month so hard. But Philadelphia, I don't think it and, matters. And Philadelphia, I think gets might get Jordan Davis back this week, which really helps their run defense. And Philly had their slip up loss against the Commies. That's not going to happen. But that wasn't even like season. an like a horrible loss. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Washington is like setting the league on fire, but it's they're they're, they're like they're solid. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I don't think Philly's going to be taken by surprise by any team the rest of the season. Uh, Will they get another loss? Yeah, but towards the end of the season when it doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah, I I see Philadelphia winning this one as well. Um, Denver travels to Baltimore. Oof. And moving on. I'm not going to waste this time. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. I'm picking Baltimore. I just want to rewind for one second real quick. Do you guys think there's any legitimate chance that uh, Jalen Hurts wins MVP? That's yeah. a legitimate chance. It's always, yeah. Okay. He's got to overtake Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good right now. No. Yeah. <coughs> Which is not bad, but. <coughs> uh, Cleveland travels to Houston. So the return wow. of Deshaun Watson to Houston for his first game back from two years of not playing. I so want Houston to win at the end of the Your game heart on a pick six. really wants it, right? <laughs> But I just don't see it happening because, as we discussed earlier, all they really have to do is hand the ball off and they can beat Houston. Yeah, they can have literally zero completions and still fucking beat them. Yes. So Cleveland's winning that game in my mind. Yeah. Cleveland's winning, but I I absolutely would love to see Deshaun have a negative 30-yard fumble through the back of the end zone (laughs) for a safety to lose the game. Which isn't completely unrealistic like he scrambled a lot and he's going to be trying very hard yeah just his hands are covered in like lard and it just like (laughs) honestly the 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 biggest problem for him is going to be calming the f down yeah yeah just playing football yep i don't really give a shit because just fuck that guy i i I mean i I realize (laughs) innocent until proven guilty but it sure seems like with that amount of people anywho let's talk about some fun stuff Seattle takes on the absolute garbage LA Rams. Aaron Donald apparently has a high ankle sprain and might get shut down for the season. 
Which, I mean, I don't blame them. Playing for much. Yeah, like, fucking take take. No, take they're the playing season as a to rest. give Detroit Lions a better draft pick right now yeah. in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> Part of that Matt Stafford deal. Ah, uh, I'm not going to waste time here. Seattle wins this, and I don't think five and a half is enough of a spread. Yeah. No, yeah. I think Seattle wins this handily. Yeah, I say Seattle by like seventeen. Yeah, I, this yeah, is I was gonna say ten to four, ten fourteen maybe. Yeah, I think it's gonna get brutal. A really fun game on Sunday. Miami mm-hmm. travels to San Francisco. Miami's defense got a pass rusher, playing a lot better now in, in Bradley Chubb. Uh, you've got their the Tyreek Hill. I mean, the entire Miami offense. We've talked about yeah, them a lot. Going against the entire San Francisco galaxy of superstars. Three and a half point spread. I'm taking the home team in this. I think it's more. I don't know what it's based on, to be honest. It might probably be more about the fact that in the recent years, San Francisco's been better. Tua, I know, is undefeated as far as starting and finishing a game this season. But it's also San Francisco. Yes, and San Francisco's defense is legitimate. Yeah. And they are actually the 49ers now. Like, yes. We make fun of them for the last three years about. So many injuries in the 29ers, 39ers. They're pretty fucking healthy now. And they're definitely on the upswing. So, Absolutely. Yeah, at home, I got to take San Fran. It'll be a good game, but San Fran. Yep. I think it'll be close. Miami's scrappy. Um, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take Miami by a field goal. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, another really fun game. Kansas City travels to Cincinnati. Jamar Chase might be back to play this week. Him, T. Higgins, if Joe Mixon comes out of concussion protocol, this could be a very interesting game to watch. Oh, if they get Mixon back. I don't know if he was going to be back already. Um, now, I still say, I'm going to say Kansas City because I think Kansas City is going to come in and be a little fucking angry because last year Cincinnati traveled into KC in the playoffs and knocked them out of the Fox playoffs. Fucked shit up, yeah. And I think Kansas City comes in a little salty. Yeah. I think for that reason alone, Kansas City wins. I think they're both going to be fucking throwing 80-yard bombs. It's going to be fun yeah. shit to watch. This is going to be a lot of fun yeah. to watch, I think. I agree. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Kansas City. I think Travis Kelsey is going to do Travis Kelsey things. Um, we'll but, get nine more touchdowns. Yeah, but <laughs> the one thing I do want to say real quick about Cincinnati is uh, T. Higgins could be a number one on like a solid oh. third of, of yeah. the teams in the I, league. Oh, no, absolutely. I'd say yeah. two-thirds of the league, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's fucking blowing it up this year. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still taking Kansas. If it was closer to Christmas, Cincinnati might win, just for the home alone factor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, real fast, gotta rewind. Washington Giants. We already know Scottathan Statton mm. got his stats. Mm. He picked the Giants by 45. If he got that wrong, he had said that he would take a five minute uh, hit to his koozie bet. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, that checks okay. out. Yeah. Sure. You Absolutely. said exactly that. I can't wait yeah. for him to listen and find out that we actually <laughs> put that on him too. <laughs> Documented. Yep. Uh, the Chargers travel to Vegas, take on the Raiders. Raiders got a fucking amazing Where win versus fuck Seattle. Did that come from last week. Yeah. Oh my god. Jacobs really helped the uh, the fantasy squad. Yeah, heaven is Jacobs helped every what? fantasy squad. Fifty six <laughs> fantasy points in PPR leagues. Jesus. What well, was bonuses? Oh, Listen, I, that eighty six yard touchdown <laughs> run didn't hurt you at all. I. <laughs> yeah. It killed me in fantasy. Oh Fucking killed me. Anyway, Ugh. they're playing a team that still can't stop the run this week in the Chargers. Um, but the Chargers offense is starting to look yeah. like the Chargers offense of last year. If they can slow down the Vegas run a little bit, they have a good chance of winning. Yep. If they struggle 
through the first quarter with fucking containing him, I think Vegas could fucking pull another upset. I actually think it's going to be the Austin Eckler aspect going against the Vegas defense. I think the Chargers do win this by about a touchdown. I don't know if I would say it's a it's a Vegas upset, but I, just for some reason, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be scrappy and, I, I don't know, Vegas by four. Give me, give me 17-13. I'm taking Chargers. I hate both teams, but I'm taking the Chargers. All right, Sunday night, the Colts travel to the Cowboys. For those of you that don't know, if you've never listened to this before, uh, we do a Sunday night stream on Twitch. It's also at Half the Distance Live, where we, starting at 8 o'clock, give what we call our style of barroom commentary. Basically, the guys you'd sit with at the bar, uh, shooting shit about the game and anything else that may come up. They, uh, we do not like announcers like Chris Collinsworth, and we find them quite boring. Actually, I saw a sign. It was on a, a Facebook post of this past Sunday, the Eagles and the the Packers. Guy holding a sign that said, I'm here so I don't have to listen to Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Bought a ticket to the game, so I have to fucking listen to him. Exactly. I like it. Um, but 8 o'clock Sunday night, half the distance live. We will be streaming on Twitch live to do our barroom style commentary. Uh, please come check it out. Yeah, so turn on the game, turn the volume down. Listen to us. Exactly. We're much more entertaining. Absolutely. And you're going to need it with an Indianapolis at Dallas game because I, Colts fans, sorry, I realize that running the ball is the best way to attack Dallas. But I think Dallas is going to know that's what you're going to try to do. And good luck, Matt Ryan, escaping Micah. Yep. Yep. That man is a beast. Matt Ryan might retire after this game. You might want, like, if Kirk (laughs) Cousins got sacked nine times, I'm not sure what's going to happen to Matt Ryan. Old man Ryan. Oh, Oh. Like I said, Matt Ryan's shifty. Yeah, oh, I would be. Very, very elusive back there. That's <laughs> what he's been known for his whole career. He's so fast. He gets his Reebok pumps on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Vegas says this is nine and a half point spread as of now. I don't see it being that close. This, I think this is Dallas whooping up. I, I think this, this is, is gonna... Jeff Saturday getting his comeuppance. I think yeah. this is... Uh, yeah. The bulk of Dallas's starters don't see the field in the fourth quarter kind of game. Oh, like, like Miami last week. Oh. Like, oh. That Boy, that didn't hurt my fantasy team at all. I mean, Tua sit out an entire Fucking quarter. Killed me not too. throwing the ball in the third quarter pretty much. Damn it. Hey, tis the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. I, I would love to see. It's going to be Christmas with the Cowboys yeah. on Sunday night, though. Only, no. only because I hate Cowboys fans so much. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love for them to fucking lose their fucking bank. By betting so hard on Dallas over Indy, I would love to see that. I'm doing it's not going to happen. <laughs> I would love to see the Colts win, but I think Dallas is going to go into the fourth quarter up by like 20, and they're just going to be like, all right, we're chilling. Just like one of those ugly games where we're going to have to come up with random stats for yeah. fucking two hours to fill in dead yeah. air. No, we'll, we'll be talking about 1970s NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like bringing up something I heard today that Heinz Ward has more catches, more yardage, and more touchdowns than Michael Irvin? And Heinz Ward is not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, he was a Steeler, not a Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. he also has two Super Bowl championships, too. And mm-hmm. a Super Bowl MVP. Also didn't stab someone at a barbershop with a pair of scissors. Who did that? Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Yeah, right about that one. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Sunday night, come check us out on Twitch. Uh, Half of this is live. Because uh, Dallas is going to roll. Uh, Monday night, New Orleans travels to Tampa Bay. Um, it's a weird division. Tampa Bay 
is not having a very it's good season. Weird division? Yeah. Uh, well, if this was soccer, all four teams in that division would be relegated to the fucking minors. <laughs> very true. Also, all four teams have losing records. <clears throat> and yet one of them has to make the playoffs. Yep. The Buccaneers are 5-6. and six, The Falcons are 5-7. and seven, The Panthers are 4-8. The Saints are 4-8. Honestly, it's not going to happen. I want New Orleans to win because I want that entire division to be nothing but garbage. Yep. But I see Tampa Bay winning this. Their defense has been playing a lot better recently. New Orleans just got shut out by San Francisco. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans seems to have lost a bit of a step. Chris Godwin is not. Yep. Um, they're starting yep. the Red Rifle. That's never a good thing in primetime. If they give Taysen... The Red Rifle is what people think Kirk Cousins is in primetime. Because his yes, production his stats are is fucking garbage. garbage. Yep. Yep. So is his win-loss. People think Kirk Cousins sucks, and his win-loss does. But he's statistically not that bad in primetime. The Red Rifle is bad. Andy Dalton, for those who don't know, he is bad in primetime. I think they'll know that, and I think they'll give Taysom some more snaps. Like he All gets, he, he does is run or two trick he plays. He doesn't throw the fucking ball. But he can. And oh, talking about bad season, contracts, $40 million yeah. contract, because they thought he'd be his, their quarterback of the future. He's their fucking... He's not even their best tight end. So that one, I think it's because he's a quarterback, running back, tight end, receiver. So they're paying him for four positions. <laughs> yeah. And not getting the production of yes. any one of them out no. of with the exception of yeah. one game this season. Well, McCaffrey, they're paying for three, 20 million more, and he's good at all three of those positions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay. like I'm, I'm going Tampa Bay as well, but not so much in a, that they're good at just New Orleans as really that bad. Like, Tampa Bay is bad, but not New Orleans bad. So that's... I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going New Orleans. I want this to be... Tom Brady actually shows an emotion and he cries. Oh. And, and but the like Red an, Rifle but like forces an ugly cry. shake after the game. He what? runs down to the Bucks what? locker room. Does Antonio Brown show up with Giselle? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I would cry Ouch. too. <laughs> if that happens, Tampa Bay sixty-five to three. <laughs> <coughs> Let's make the man mad, folks. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, listen. I I don't know. I'm sorry. The Red Rival versus Tom Brady in prime time. I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, there's no I comparison. Think, I mean, yeah. It's, New Orleans has a good defense. I'm betting from the heart. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> Plus, I do want to see that entire division in disarray. Because it's so kind of fun when, really, you won your division with a losing record, yet you get to make the playoffs. Like, Well, already, you know, you know, the coaching staff of every one of those fucking teams, that division, is looking at, okay, if we end up tied and it goes to offense, okay, what if this is tied? Then it goes, to, you know... All the different categories because well, there's no playoff. And playoffs, it is kind of nice because like they can actually legitimately look at their players and say, "Guys, we're not out of this." Yeah. Oh yeah. The Panthers. Yeah. None of them are out of it. Interim coach. Not by far. Hired Matt Rule, who about to be the coach in Nebraska. Yeah. In yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Uh, yeah. It, incredible. They have a chance still. All right. So that's our picks for the week. Uh, again, Sunday night. Half of this is live. On Twitch, we'll be covering the Indianapolis-Dallas uh, game. We are start at 8 o'clock p.m. Please come check us out. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, give us a like. Give us a follow. 
leave a review. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Um, if there's something you'd like for us to discuss, discuss. Like that'd be cool too. Like I have. Oh yeah. yeah. I look every week on on like Apple Podcasts, which we are available on that and Spotify, and I've yet to see a review that tells us what we need to do better. Uh, so if you think there's anything that we could should do better, please let us know. Or if there's just a topic you really want people to talk about. Yeah. Like it does for this show, for this podcast. If there's just a storyline you think has been missed in the NFL that you want us to discuss, put it up there. We'll look at it and see what we can come up with for you. Good or bad. Uh, Arizona and Carolina fans, congratulations. You have a 50-50 chance of beating the bye week. I'm pretty sure they both beat Denver this week. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, How crazy is it still that the quarterback that started last season for the Panthers, Sam Darnold, is somehow still better than Baker Mayfield, and that P.J. Walker, the XFL quarterback, is somehow the best quarterback on that team. Yeah. But they're in the bye week, so I'm sure Baker Mayfield will lose to somebody. That being said, that's the end of the podcast. Any last shot, thoughts from y'all? Just a real quick uh, comment on Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, it's He sucks. He does. But what <laughs> I was going to say is it's I – don't, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but – Went from setting the touchdown record by a rookie quarterback to being worse than P.J. Walker in a pretty quick off-the-deep-end dive. Um, Once again, drafted by the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. All right, so that is our show for the week. Uh, again, thank you very much for checking us out. Hit the like, hit the follow button if you enjoy it. Come check us out on Sunday night. Have this is live at Twitch. Uh, we are not sure if Scottathan Staten will be back for us at that point. Uh, jet lag could be a real motherfucker. But we hope he's having fun in Germany. And if he listens to this, bring us back some cool shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hope you enjoy the football games. We'll be back next week to tell you what we think about what happened. Y'all have a nice day. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like. Maybe a follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets, be it TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we'll probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.